0: Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the weekly manga podcast where every week we read all the chapters available on Shonen Jump's website at viz.com, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. And if for some reason this is your first episode, I don't know why it would be, but if it is, we read everything, like I said, on Shonen Jump. We talk about about eight chapters every week that are the same things week to week. Then we rank everything we read from worst to best, even the stuff we don't talk about. And then we talk about a collected volume of manga. Yep. Like I said, I don't know why this would be your first one, but I feel like I should say that occasionally so people know what's going on. This read, we read Bakuman Volume 4. We've been reading Bakuman all year, one volume a month. Yep. But before we get to that, we have a pretty full issue of Shonen Jump, although I only have 18 ranked and I feel like there are more than that. How many do you have, Kevin? No, there was there was only 18, because... Okay. There, I know there was no Hell's Paradise, and we lost Samurai 8, but we gained a new one, so I thought... Well, we lost Zipman. Oh, yeah, we lost I forgot it was Zipman, because it was very forgettable, unfortunately. Yep. So we'll start with a brand new series, Mori King, Chapter 1, Emergence. What did you think of Mori King, Kevin? This one really had me laughing. Yeah, I thought it was really funny. I don't know if it's supposed to be comedy or not. Obviously, it was, this first one was supposed to be funny. But I guess my concern, for lack of a better term, for where this might be going in the future is more based on I don't know where this series can go from here. Rather, I don't know where it will go. If it'll just go to like typical battle manga stuff, or if it's going to do something weird.
1: I think it's going to go for something weird, kind of like a comedy series, especially with it. Like it wouldn't be unheard of to have the first chapter be comedy centric, but no, like that was the Nor whole feeling it... I got.
0: Yeah, it just it didn't feel like the other comedy manga didn't jump to me. Like Mashal had a pretty serious start, right? So I guess yeah, that's kind of close. But it didn't reek of like ah oh, comedy manga, which sometimes gets a bad rap even among us. Yep. I also really liked it in particular. Another thing I noticed about this, and I've noticed this about a lot of Shonen Jump series, although unfortunately most of them have failed, is a lot of them seem to be trying to take a female point of view character or a female almost protagonist, although all of them hedge a little bit, right? Yeah. And obviously the titular character here, Mori King, is a male. But I like the female lead, who is Shoko Ayakawa was by far my favorite character in the series. She's also the straight man.
1: Yeah, it's really good.
0: So the plot of Mori King is a kid named Shoda, so his name will be easy to remember. Gets a beetle larva to raise, and he's real excited for it to hatch. He's got an insect wrestling tournament at school he's super excited to take him to. And he's got a big sister who is into gossip
1: and wants to have a boyfriend because she is a first year in high school. Yeah, not just gossip, but, like, relationship gossip. Like, she likes reading about horoscopes and stuff like that. So, anyway, the larva hatches,
0: and it hatches as a man with a a beetle horn, basically. And everybody treats this
1: like it's—well, I shouldn't say everybody. He's got wings and, like, the beetle back, like, stuck to his back. Like, it's not just the horn. But it's clearly, it's like you took the couple pieces of a beetle and slapped it onto a dude.
0: Yeah, he is uh, drawn as a very attractive man with some beetle features, not as any sort of monster or anything like that is, I guess, the important thing I would note. Everyone treats this like it's perfectly normal, except for the sister and also the kid's
1: teacher. But she's like, yeah, the kids are into it, so it's fine. Yep. So one of my favorite moments comes from right when he hatches. And so the sister is like, oh, my God, there's a pervert in here. And she just has this one line of like, I need to protect my brother. His life is on the line. And whatever high school girls have that perverts want is on the line. (laughs) And that that line just had me laughing.
0: That's a good one. A lot of her like, I don't want to say like perverted young girl humor, because like that sounds weird, especially coming from a straight white guy. But there's a lot of, like, her sexual awakening that's used this humor of her like, oh, this beetle's pretty cute. Also, he is a beetle, though. Yep. So, yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to more of this. Hopefully it works out and it's not another one of these. I'm getting more and more jaded by new series, I've noticed, now that we're not protected from all the failures anymore and we have to go along with them. And first chapters are always pretty good. But I did really like this one. Yes. That leads us to One Piece chapter 977, The
1: Party's Off. What did you think of One Piece this week, Kevin? Because spoilers, this was... it ruled. Yeah, no, this, this was still a really good chapter of One Piece. Yeah, I
0: absolutely love that. I guess montage isn't the right word, but that action sequence in the middle where you just see Luffy and... Jimbei punching people, Zoro swordsing people and Brook swordsing people and then Robin and Sanji kicking people and then Nami chopper and Usopp are hiding on the boat like yeah, get them guys. Yes, that was very good. I mean it's super classic but also like we haven't had like the Straw Hats in action together in years.
1: Yes, so it's very good to see all the Straw Hats together. I really like that that whole sequence starts off with like, all right, we're going to come up with a plan to assault the base. And one of my favorite things is like, all right, so we've got two idiots who are going to absolutely just rush the front gate. So we just use that to our advantage. I love how Law has become, not
0: self-aware, but Law's resigned to the fact that he is the only sane man. Like, he's playing the role N- Nami used to ha- usually has to play among the Straw Hats, but like between the Pirate Alliance. He's yep. like, sure, you can come up with a plan, but if the Straw Hats are supposed to do
1: anything but charge directly in, that plan will not work. Yes. And I really love that he's like, all right, so we just plan around that. Like, yeah. well, obviously we can't <laughs> Well, I was a, pl- a smart guy. Yeah. So <laughs> I did really like that. And then they're like, all right, yeah, so that's the plan. And the Straw Hats are in the middle of charging straight in. Like, uh was like, hey, I smell booze over there. We need to drink Jinbei in.
0: Well, Luffy's like, hey, we should have a toast to, like, Jinbei finally joining us. He's like, oh, but we don't have any booze. And Zoro's like, I smell some booze over there. And then it cuts to the planning. And then it cuts back to the straw hats beating up this base. And Luffy's like, yeah, I got the booze. And so I was like, Zoro, how is your nose so
1: good? Yes. Yeah, that was very good. And I don't remember the ending exactly.
0: I don't either, actually. I know it has. It involves Kid being like, okay, we're going to go kill Kaido
1: to get revenge. And Luke oh, yeah, being like, right. hey, hurry
0: up. We have to beat Kid there.
1: Yeah, I did like that. So it's Kid being like, I'm going to be the one to take out Kaido for messing with Killer and ruining mm-hmm. his mystique. Well, he's specifically like, now we have to be jolly pirates, like those idiots over there. Yes. <laughs> I can't be edgy pirates anymore. Yep. And Luffy telling Jinbei, like, hey, Jinbei, we've got to beat the Kid Pirates to the island. And Jinbei's like, all right.
0: Just really good. Yeah. Yeah. Super, super good. Oh, I know what the ending was. I read it in my notes. That's what I take notes for. The ending is Kaido being like, hey, where's, where's my useless son? And, like, this dramatic reveal of six of Kaido's elite deeds showing up, who we don't know. Oh, yeah. So presumably the final battle is going to be with Kaido's son rather than Kaido. Or... Kid will fight Kaido and Luffy will have to fight his son. That's the way it seems to be going to me. Of course there yep. are so many protagonists here and I assume we're going to get multiple fights so. Yep. Could still be Luffy, Law, and Kid versus Kaido while these guys get taken out by their crew. Zuh. Totally possible. Anything else you want to say about One Piece this week, Kevin? No. Alright, that will bring us to Demon Slayer Chapter 202 Let's Go Home. What did you think of Demon Slayer this week, Kevin?
1: I really like the emotions in Demon Slayer this week with Nezuko jumping in to stop Tanjiro from rampaging. And yeah, everybody like, we've got to save Tanjiro kind of thing.
0: Yeah, very much the opposite of the first series where Tanjiro is like jumping at his sister and trying to stop her. Yep. Um. Also, did the notes did the art of Tanjiro like on all fours seem super, super Naruto to you? Because I thought it was an outright to homage to the first time Naruto goes, like, Nine Tails mode in that Zabuza fight. I guess it's a hockey fight, not the Zabuza fight. But he's got these, like, bone tails coming out of him that look super similar. I don't yeah. know if that's a reference to something in Japanese culture, if there's, like, some famous Japanese painting that just looks like that. But it And obviously, if you want someone to look feral, put him on all fours. But it looks super similar to panels of Naruto, like, specific ones. I gotcha. Which I don't think was bad. I just couldn't help but notice. Okay. Yeah, I really like that. And I really like the ending where Kano, like, got more of the demon cure from, uh, what's her name? Her sister. Yeah. And is like, in case it didn't work on Nezuko, she's like, well, it did, but now I've got to use it here. I guess this is why I still have an eye.
1: Yeah, I did really like that moment where she was like, oh, I can activate the final technique. This is why I still have one eye left. Yeah. And. With almost disregard for her safety, she's like, I've just got to close.
0: Well, yeah, the last panel of it is, like, her getting her, like, gut slashed by him as she is administering the medicine ninja style as she passes him.
1: Yeah, she, like, finally, because she was, like, she dodged at first, but then was like, all right, I'm close enough now, and didn't care about the final strike.
0: Yeah. It was the very Demon good. Demon Slayer, super, super good. A good issue of Shun and Jump all around, I should say. Yeah. But the first couple of chapters, like they often have been in the last weeks, are a tier above everything else, I think. Yep. That brings us to My Hero Academia number 268, Scramble. What did you think of My Hero, Kevin?
1: I liked My Hero this week. I liked, so it was, the panel was Endeavor just showing up with the rest of the heroes invading the office. So, like, it was him showing up to help out Crust. Mm Mm-hmm. Not him just suddenly showing up to save Mirko. Mirko. How do you pronounce it? I I think that's right. And I just, I loved the, the beats of Aizawa and School Announcer Man. Present Mike. Present Mike, there you go. Being like, we have to stop Tomura from awakening. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I liked it, but like I said, it was a super strong issue of Jump, and I kind of thought, like, the chapter, I think, is intentionally a mess, given the name. Mm -hmm. But like I said, this entire arc, when it comes to the pro heroes, I mean, I love Endeavor. He's one of my favorite characters, and I like Azawa a lot, too, but I really don't care as much when it's focusing on them. Gotcha about My Hero, which, you know, is this thing I've expressed this entire arc. And the Hawk story, I mean, I think taking a breather from that, this story, builds more tension, so it's fine. Yep. But that's the part of this arc I'm actually excited about right now. That and seeing the UA kids get involved, which I'm sure they will. Yep. So yeah, I didn't think it was bad or anything, but it seemed like a real beat chapter in a... and it was guilty of a lot of stuff I don't like in manga. I mean... If you listen to our podcast, you know I'm kind of bad at following
1: action and manga in general. Yeah. Yeah, and I I don't have those issues.
0: Anything else you want to say about My Hero, Kevin?
1: I really like the reaction panels of the doctor realizing that Mirko has kicked the test tube open. Just kind of, he's got that, like, blubbering look, and then the, the thing, like, explodes open in his gushing water or the fluid everywhere and him just screaming, no! Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's a weird reaction to
0: that. <laughs> that will bring us to the Promised Neverland, Chapter 175, A New World, Part 2. What did you think of Promised Neverland this week, Kevin?
1: The ending really got to me for Promised yeah. Neverland. I It was a great chapter overall. I actually really liked even the catharsis of Duke Levitius' character, where he gives some explanation as to how he survived, and he was like, it turns out I actually had two cores just like my sister but Mm -hmm. I'm going to degenerate now because of it, because one of my cores was destroyed. And him being like, yes, everything that the aristocracy did before was evil, but I was guilty of going along with it. So I can't Uh be the ruler. Yeah, I liked it. This is not meant to be a backhanded compliment, but it's very
0: much wrapping everything up, right? The tension is over. We're kind of in epilogue mode. That's not to say there can't be one final spike of tension before the ending. In fact, I think there will be. But we're very much in wrapping things up everybody's happy mode, right? Yeah. Like, Mujica is going to be the new queen, which is great and clearly ideal and what should happen, but there's no tension to it anymore. All the farms are going to get dissolved. Like, everything's going the protagonist's way, which is fine and they've earned it and it's the end of the story. It's good. Just like I said, an exceptional chapter of Jump this week. Although, like you, I really, really like this chapter.
1: Yeah. And like, Yes, the series is in epilogue mode, considering this is the fact that, you know, hey, it's a new world, part two. Like, they're basically being like, yeah, here's the epilogue. And I'm just, I'm really liking it.
0: That will bring us to We Never Learn, X equals 155, Thumbelina Supercomputers, part five. Speaking of epilogue, we're on epilogue two of five.
1: (laughs) Part five. Yes. What did you think of We Never Learned this week, Kevin? This was also a really good one. I liked... We're getting some tension put into this epilogue with the thing with Sawaka's family. But I really like the, you know, I made a board game. And then they're playing it and they're like, this is terrible. (laughs) But they don't want to say anything to Ogata. And it's the ghost (laughs) who says something and Narioki reacts to her. So, like, Ogata didn't even hear the comment. Uh And it's just like, this is boring. All you do is go around and get Udon. And then they start and, like... Naruka and Sawakawa finally get over their fear of Ogata actually did want constructive criticism. Like, hey, it's kind of too boring. All you do is just get Udon. Maybe there should be a way of, you know, losing Udon if you land on certain spaces. And it's a multiplayer game, so sure there there should be some way of us foiling one another. And Narayuki has the good thing of, like, maybe there's certain actions you can do that use up Udon that you get. It is food, after all. So, like, you collect Udon to spend Udon to go do things. So, like, there needs to be gameplay. It's not just cookie clicker <laughs> where you're just clicking a button watching numbers go up.
0: Yeah, and I really like the stuff about Joe, which is, like, I wonder if we're going to get a swerve and Narayuki's going to end up with Joe in this ending. Uh, it might just be that he wants to flesh out that character's backstory a bit, because that makes a lot of sense and is the more logical thing to do. But just some of the stuff yes. set up here is making me wonder about that, which is some added tension to what is an epilogue chapter where you would think the the like way it's going to end is in the uh, title almost, because there's lots of intrigue with Seki Jo. They're playing the board game because it's her birthday. Yep. And she keeps an, avoiding calls from her mom. And Nari's is like, so have you always been to chemistry? She's like, yeah, I got a chemistry sh- uh, as a gift when I was a kid. And I really loved it. And then her mom shows up unannounced.
1: She's like, hey, Joe, can you move back in? And w- without hesitation, she's like, yeah, okay. No, there's definitely, there, it's not that it's hesitation. It's like resignation. And yeah. I think it's going to have to do something with her father. Yeah, I, I assume she has a dead dad at this point. We'll see, though.
0: There are lots of ways it could
1: go. I, I don't know that she she might have not an abusive father, but like a distant father who's kind of got the, you know, like you need to be the perfect daughter. I I don't I can't stand you being alone. And so that's why her mom is trying to reach out like, hey, things aren't going well at home. I need you to come back. Yeah, that could be too. Yeah, that was the feeling I was getting out of it. There's
0: certainly lots of possibilities, but the intrigue is there and I am excited to read next week's chapter. I guess the next chapter. There is no Shannon Jump next week. Spoilers. Yep. That'll bring us on to Act Age Scene 109 TV commercial. What did you think of Act Age this week, Kevin?
1: I really liked Act Age this week, too. One of my favorite bits was when Yonagi finally, like, starts talking to her senpai, the eight-year-old senpai. She's like, yeah, she's done a bunch of commercials. Like, oh, yeah, you were a chrysalis, right? (laughs) And she's like, I'm not a chrysalis. I, I was a chrysalis a year and a half ago. Now I'm a butterfly. And just... Aw, that's so cute. It's very cute.
0: Like I said, it's so good. I really like her. Yes. I like this chapter as well. So they start filming the commercial. It's for basically Powerade. It's obviously not name brand. And Yonagi is not exactly critical of the product, but she's like, "Well, I don't drink a lot of juice at my place." And Chrysalis is like, "No, it's not juice. It's a it's a sports drink." But then the person making the commercial is like, "Yeah." The same thing. What kind of bothered me about it is it's a huge commercial production, which makes sense. That is a real thing. Yep. But, like, when Nagi's like, hey, what's my motivation? Everyone kind of, like, stares at her like, this isn't that kind of dig. Deal? Gig is the word I was trying to say, and deal snuck in there. Yep. And I get what the story's going for. I just think a commercial, like, with this much production in it would at least give a cursory motivation, right? Like, the commercial has been written. Like, it is,
1: like, a story to the commercial, as vague as it is. Yeah, but they actually do have that. I think that the problem Yonagi's having is she's trying to go deeper than they gave, like, a surface thing. It was like, so, she's your sister, and she's like, so, you know, why am I so thirsty? Because you're thirsty. Like, what? And so, like, they're like, that that, that is your motivation. You, you're thirsty and want a drink of smart water. And so that's actually something that I really liked that it's Yonagi dealing with the fact that it's like, wait, so you mean there's just a cursory motivation and like her, like, Oh my God, how am I supposed to deal with this? Yeah. I still really liked it. Don't get me wrong.
0: There was just like, everyone's reacting like she's asking too much of them. And I feel like the way it's presented, her questions are pretty reasonable for an actress to have at a like commercial of this scale. Like the commercial has a director and I mean, every commercial has a director. So that's all. A weird thing to say but like i feel like
1: he should be at very least humoring her that's part of his job yeah but i mean he, even then he kind of does when you know it's like all right what's my motivation it's this and he's like the take was fine let's do it for real and that's i think like i really like that aspect of it that it's her going how like i'm trying to get deep into character and the director being like there isn't a deep character it's a commercial.
0: <laughs> Anything else you want to say on Act H Kevin? Nope. All right. That brings us on to Dr. Stone Z equals 147 Science Journey. What do you think of Dr. Stone this week Kevin? It was good, just pretty standard Dr. Stone. Everybody on that boat shipping Rory and Chrome as hard as they can. Yep. <laughs> Which is one of my favorite bits of Dr. Stone.
1: Yeah, and they're, you know, they science their way to america i actually really really liked the way their gps works
0: where they have re- yeah like having su- counting super accurate timeout, like with all these sand dials and stuff yep and like sinking as well it that makes is. sense so yeah no it makes a lot of sense and the science in dr yeah. stone usually does but it doesn't usually excite me as much as this one did i don't know there's gotcha. something just really analog about it i really really liked it yeah i i liked it too is there anything else you wanted to say on Dr. Stone? I mean, that was pretty brief, but Dr. Stone's usually pretty light. Yeah, that that's it. All right. Last but not least, that brings us to Guardian of the Witch, Chapter 11, Volley. Which is the town they have to go through if they want to avoid going around it and fighting a bunch of evils. Yep. What did you think of Guardian of the Witch this week, Kevin?
1: I liked Guardian of the Witch this week. It's still a little tropey, but I do like the new character. They like both new characters, yeah. the witch and the guardian. It's, it's definitely still tropey, but it's
0: definitely like a direction I like more. Like the training with Voodoo Man seems kind of disposable now. Like we'll see if it leads to something, but he's not around as a character anymore. He could certainly come back. But that all seemed really rote yeah. to me and like it didn't have any impact on the story. Whereas these are characters that could be recurring antagonists. They could be just brief antagonists or they could, you know, do the flip the series goes out its way to show they're clearly good people, which it did not with the last set of antagonists. Yep. Again, the Guardian's a, I feel, super common anime trope where he's the guy obsessed with the rules. And even though he's a good person, he can't let anyone who breaks rules slide. So that's obviously where the tension comes from, and the lesson to be learned from him is probably pretty obvious. But I also like their power set. It's gravity magic, which is playing with gravity is always fun for fight scenes because you can do a lot with that.
1: Yes. And I really like his final line where he's like our magic is control of the rules that everyone has to follow. Uh-huh. Like that was just something really cool.
0: I definitely liked it more than I've been liking Guardian of the Witch, although very much still on that. It it's some shonen. It's what I'm here for, yep. but it's not special. It doesn't get me pumped the way One Piece does. Yep. Uh, anything else you want to say on Guardian of the Witch, Kevin? Nope. Okay, that will bring us to Jump Card. Jump card is the segment where we rank everything we've read from worst to best. We had 18 chapters this week. So what do you have at number 18, Kevin?
1: I have a Gravity Boys down at 18. Same. I,
0: I like the last little arc a fair amount, but it was like back on its bullshit this week, I felt. In full force.
1: Yeah. Yeah, just, I'm like, okay, these people are going through weird situations and I don't find it funny.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, like the characters are just, the characters aren't funny. That's the core problem, right? yeah like it's sort of a problem with mitama too but mitama's better at situational comedy in a lot of ways like i don't find the core conflict of mitama funny although to be fair he's kind of gotten away from it like the joke is not nearly as often oh he's crying anymore it's more character based which is much better and mashall never was always kind of character based which i think is one of the reasons it tends to fare best among the comedy series for
1: us what do you have at 17? Yep. I have me Tama down at 17. This week just didn't grab me at all. I have Haikyuu at
0: 17 because like Haikyuu sometimes does, it just lost me in the in the action. Sports manga is at its That's best fair. when it's not really about sports. And I feel like since we've started reading it, Haikyuu really, really indulges in the volleyball aspect too much a lot of the time. When it doesn't is when it ranks pretty high for us, I think.
1: Yeah. I think some of that is the fact that they've probably just been, like, slowly hinting at—not hinting at volleyball things, but, you know, they're 300 chapters in, so they can be like, we can kind of go nuts on the volleyball thing. Like, if you're still reading at this point, you like volleyball now. Yeah. What do you have at 16? I have Chainsaw down at 16. It's just—again, it's just all confusing. Like, there's some cool stuff going on here, but then it just kind of got me going, wait, what? So— Makima made her way into hell somehow. And now she's back out. Um, she's just, I'm lost.
0: That's super fair. Cause I put chainsaw man low for those reasons, but I have black Clover at 16. Cause I also found black Clover to just kind of be a confusing mess. I mean, it's fight scene and it's just, I really like the princess of the heart kingdom, but I don't really know who this black bull guy is. Yeah. And that definitely hurts. But even if I did, I don't think the fight scene was that like compelling with him.
1: I liked it more, so. I think part of the thing is I like Black Clover more than you do. Oh, certainly. <laughs> and since this is a Black Clover fight scene, you have trouble tracking it anyway. I
0: like Black Clover when it's about the characters I like, but that's only a handful of them.
1: Yeah. What do you have at 15? I have Hikyuu at 15. I liked the reveal that, even though I didn't like know much about him that the one setter who apparently had two different like service ace styles they're like oh he's you know a double-edged sword or not a double but he's you know he's a dual wielder and then it turns out that he's worked up a third serve to do in between them and everyone's like ah, oh, we thought we had this guy figured out like oh, if he was doing this thing he'd take four steps if he was doing this thing he'd take six steps so like we could try and you know we could kind of guess which serve he was going for. And it's not like, Oh, we could stop it every time, but we at least had a better shot. Now they're like, crap. Now they added a third serve to his repertoire. And that's really hard to deal with. And I just kind of liked that moment of, even though I don't know anything about the character, just showing like, yeah, this guy like leveled up essentially.
0: I have me comment 15. I didn't think it was great or anything, but it got a couple of chuckles out of me. A couple smiles. I got
1: you. What do you have at fourteen? I have Mashal at fourteen. It was still pretty funny. I definitely like the bit at the end with Mashal basically like just realizing seconds afterwards that the cream puff has been knocked out of his hands, and the bit with the girl being like, "Yeah, I've got seduction magic." So she's like, "I made this Naruto analog fall in love with me because." She was like, although, honestly, I probably didn't even need magic to do that. And then she tries it on Mashal, and she's like, I I need to thank you so much. He's like, but I didn't do anything. And he's just deadpanning the whole thing. Just kind of funny. So, yeah, I I really liked it. I had Chainsaw Man at 14. A lot of the same reasons you put it low, I
0: put it low, but I'm at least intrigued by what's going on with Makima. And she's always doing mysterious stuff, so her getting to hell
1: didn't really bother me. Yeah, It's not that it bothered me. I just, I liked aspects of the other stories more. I mean, that's totally fair. What do you have at Lucky 13? I have Jujutsu Kaisen at 13. And I like the fight, but it was just kind of a fight. And it wasn't super amazing. And not even anything really cool happened in it.
0: <laughs> I have Mashal at
1: 13. Pretty much all the reasons you had it at 14 just went yeah. slightly higher on mine. And then I have Black Clover at number 12. I'm blanking on the guy's name now, but I I do like that character, and he is the guy who was super obsessed with battle, so I think it might be Lucky. Anyway, so I liked his fight just a little bit more, but again, it was just mostly that fight sequence. I do like the villain's powers. essentially like I can control the aspects of my body so I can make it as hard or as soft as I need it to. Like I'm super into myself (laughs) and my power is super narcissism. But I still thought that was pretty good.
0: I have My Hero Academia at 12. I talked about how I found it to be kind of a mess and I don't care about this. And it's not that it was bad. It's just it was a really good jump and everything else I liked more than that. Mm -hmm.
1: That's fair. So I have Undead and Unluck at number 11. I did really like this chapter. I really like the school teacher kind of, or it being revealed that the zombie that Andy married was the school teacher with the kids, and being like, "Hey, we figured out a way how to fight spoils numbers." Essentially, like as long as you make somebody feel good about themselves, the number will go up. It's
0: it's about believing in their dreams and like believing they have a future. So
1: yes, so that was good, and then Andy being like oh we can use unluck to make undead suicide <laughs> bombers let's do it yeah i have mission Yosakura family
0: at 11 okay i like the chapter but i you know not super funny a little bit dramatic but it's mostly set up for what's gonna happen next chapter
1: yeah yeah but i i liked it so <laughs> well, that's fair it just it went higher for me uh i've got dr stone at 10 okay
0: I've got Jujutsu Kaisen at 10, because I actually really like that fight. I find when Jujutsu Kaisen is like about fist fights, I think that artist draws them really, really well. And it's really mm-hmm. strong that he made the protagonist basically a martial artist rather than a sorcerer, because he's much better at
1: drawing those. And whenever he's in a fight, like my interest in the series spikes. Gotcha. So I have Guardian of the Witch at number 9. Like it's pretty good, but like you said, just kind of like a. Standard issue of shonen. Yeah, I've undead
0: luck at nine because that like, hey, believe in yourself and your dreams, and you won't turn into a zombie stuff. That's like the good stuff I like. That's almost right out of the last Sayuki. Mm-hmm. Not as strong as that, so it didn't go up. You know, at number one, but I liked it this week quite a bit. Yep,
1: and I have Mission Yosaku at number eight. I just I really liked the kind of fleshing out of the the NATO or NATO character where he's actually the younger brother and he's like yeah i've got this super mutated body so that's why i wear the bucket on my head and i'm really gigantic it's because i'm actually this like mutated flesh monster thing and i just i really like the moment where he's like yeah so here's a drug that will stabilize me forever but when i do that i'll never be able to maintain this small form anymore so i won't be able to go to school and just the kind of like thing with tayo being like, well, I saw that you like that girl, and that girl seems to like you since she doesn't even consider other humans. So, I'm going to help you realize your dream. Mm-hmm. Like, don't worry, I'll I'll protect your happy school life. Yes, I have Guardian of the Witch at
0: eight. You said uh, pretty standard Shonen stuff, but it was it's definitely on an upswing.
1: Yep. So I had Mori King at number seven. I did really like it. I I really laughed. I'm interested to see where the series will go. I do agree with you. It could go in a very weird direction, but that might be something kind of fun. So I'm interested to keep reading. I have promised Neverland at seven. I talked about
0: how I just feel like it's in a slow period right now. Still really, really good. But lots of stuff was really good this week.
1: Mm-hmm. So I have My Hero number six. I did not think it was as messy as you. And I like... Present Mike and Eraserhead and all the guys. So, just having them being like, we need to stop Tomura from awakening is going to be cool. I have Dr. Stone at six.
0: I mean, I really like the Ruri chrome shipping. It's like one of my favorite little quirks of Dr. Stone. It's not the first series to have the characters shipping the same people the audience is, but I find that really cute. But also, like I said, this, the GPS stuff in this, like, really, really worked for me. I feel like that's
1: how reading
0: Dr. Stone is supposed to feel every week.
1: Yeah. So I have We Never Learned at number five. I thought it was super cute. Really liked the I really liked the creating the board game thing. Like that was probably my favorite bit of it where they're you know at first they're just like oh we can't we can't tell her it's bad and then them realizing she actually wanted not she didn't want us to tell her that it's bad but she wants us to help her fix it. Like hey I'm you know just getting started at this board game thing and so the they have a ton of fun i love the moment where narayuki's like hey I, we we're supposed to be celebrating your birthday seki joe and she's like super into fixing the board game so he's like well i guess this is what you want to do so let's keep doing it
0: <laughs> yeah i have mori king at five pretty much the same stuff as you i really liked it i guess a little bit more than you I really think Jump needs a strong series with a female protagonist. I understand that's so hard to do. It's such a risk. And that's why all the ones that look like they're going that way tend to shift towards the male. Even Undead and Unluck kind of has that thing where I think that Andy is the less interesting of the two characters, but he tends to get more of the screen time. That one's a little bit more balanced than some other stuff we've seen, but yeah. And you know, it's such a huge risk in this boys magazine to do that. I understand why it doesn't happen. But Jump's been slowly getting better about that. And I think, I mean, Act Age, I guess we have, right? Yeah. When I say that. But I th- do think we need another one. And I really liked Mori King. Yeah. I am really skeptical about where it goes from here. But I'm also interested to see. So we will find out later. Yeah. What do you have at number four?
1: I have Act Age at number four. Same. I really liked, yeah, I really liked it. I really loved the cute senpai, like the chrysalis to butterfly thing was just great. Yeah. And I really like that the conflict that Kay is having, and even the the person that's sponsoring her for the commercial is like, this is the whole reason I wanted to bring you into this. Because they're talking about, you know, like, well, isn't Stars going to get all of the, like, essentially money for getting Kay to do this? And it's like, yeah, but it's because he's a doting father. The director is this doting father figure that's like, I need her to grow. And so she needs to go through this, even though. I'm not as big of a fan of commercials. I do agree she can learn from this experience, so I'm fine with her doing it. Yeah, and all my criticism of Act Age, while well, it's there.
0: Like, it didn't take away from the fact that I do think this is the right beat for right now. Mm-hmm.
1: Quite good. What do you have at number three, Kevin? So I have One Piece at number three. Really exciting to see the Straw Hats coming together and fighting everybody. I feel like... The ending was just a little flat with it being like, hey, we're, we're the people that the straw hat, you know, this pirate alliance are going to be fighting and we see like their shoes. Yeah. Just a little flat, but really it was just the other two above this just hit me harder than One Piece did this week.
0: I've We Never Learn at 3. I'm really excited to see where the Sekijo stuff is going. And I did really like it. Yeah. Not a bit of an upswing for me because this arc has been low for We Never Learn. Still quite high when I rank it. But this one is the first one that's really got me excited to see where this arc is going to go. So what do you have at lucky
1: number two? So I have the promised Neverland at number two. Really like i like the kind of, I still like this epilogue kind of feeling that it's going for, but really the thing got me was that final panel of Emma going to Grace Field and being like, Phil I'm home. Like that really hit me Mm -hmm. that she's finally back at Grace Field and his told Phil hey I'm here let's go home yeah and that was a really strong moment but I
0: guess it's not a dramatic moment like it it's good I'll agree with you there but it's not like she had to fight her way through to him right no she just walked through because it's all over and that's why promise Neverland went a little lower for me because it does feel like we're just wrapping stuff up now there's certainly room for there to be more intrigue there has to be something left with the promise at the very least so I don't think we're actually in full epilogue mode but I think we're gonna Have a couple slow chapters where we get a bunch of that kind of out of the way. Mm -hmm. I have One Piece at number two. It's like, this is what I want for my One Piece. Super exciting. Getting to see the Straw Hats do their thing. Kids there. I I love Law. I hope Law, Kid, and Luffy stay together, like I've said before, for the rest of the series because they have such a strong dynamic. Yeah. It does kind of relegate Nami a little bit because Law's taking up a lot of her job, for lack of better word. One Piece is getting a little character bloated, which is a good reason to split these characters up. But... Yeah. I love all of them. They're my, all my precious babies, and I love seeing them show off this week.
1: Yep. So Demon Slayer's is number Demon one. Demon Slayer's number one. It's it's just... It's so good.
0: Yeah. It's coming up to a pretty good conclusion. I wanted Nezuko to get involved for a while now. I do wish she got to do a little bit more, because she's kind of rebuffed immediately. Because, but that's just the nature of where
1: her attempt fell in the chapter. Well, she is, she's sort of rebuffed, but I mean, she is still clutching onto him. Like, well,
0: yeah, she was unsuccessful. I mean, like, it's not a story of where sisterly love saved
1: Tanjiro, right? Well, it still sort of has at some point because we have uh, Gyu noticing, why isn't he going after his sister? There's literally somebody bleeding underneath him. It like, don't get me wrong. I super, super loved
0: it. I just think, like, Nezuko should be the female face of Shonen Jump. I guess she kind of is, but, like, I I would love to read a Demon Slayer where she's the main character. Like, I'd love for the story to go another hundred chapters just with Nezuko, which isn't going to happen. Yeah. So me being critical of this is just that it's not perfect for me. It's still an excellent chapter.
1: Yeah, it was very good.
0: Anything else you want to say about Shonen Jump this week, Kevin? No. All right. We will talk about Bakugan after the break.
1: All
0: right. We are back, and we read Bakumon Volume 4 this week. What did you think of Bakumon, Kevin? Yeah, it's a good Bakumon. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem with Bakumon, right? Yeah. We've liked every
1: volume so far, so.
0: This is the first volume. I think it had more to do with the world situation right now than the volume itself, where I just cracked open the next one we were done and read a little bit of that, too. I got you. I stopped myself before I finished, so I will have some... Surprises next month, but yeah, like good as always, a super page turner, and just uh, love these characters.
1: Yeah, like I've said before, since I'm reading it on the app, it's really hard not to just keep because fl- I'm just going chapter by chapter, so it's extremely difficult to not just go. Especially because uh, this one has a pretty great cliffhanger, so it's like I just want to keep going. I have to like check because I. Partially, I do have to check where the volume actually ends, because it doesn't tell you until you get to the end of the chapter which volume you're on. So that is yeah one issue of. I mean, normally you're not trying to be like us, and it's like yeah, I'm going to read volume four today or whatever. You just kind of keep reading as you go through. So it's not that big of a complaint, but just from this one aspect of, all right, so wait, do I stop at 34 or 35? Which one's vol? Oh, okay, this one. Okay. And so I have to, like, look that up beforehand. All right, where does volume four end? Where does volume five end? Whereas, like,
0: me, it's harder because I have physical volumes, but also the box set was out and open, and I had to
1: go back to it to put four back. Yeah, but you at least have that moment of, I am done with four, not get to the end of the chapter. Wait, do I keep reading?
0: Do I press the the next page button?
1: Yeah. Uh, So the volume
0: starts with the two breaking up because... And I, I pull up a list of characters, and then I pull, I looked away. Takagi. From... Takagi did not succeed in writing up his storyboard. So Machira is like, well, since you couldn't do it, I want to go on my own. And Takagi's like, yeah, that's fair. And then so they both go to their editor separately, and they kind of tell him, hey, we broke up. I'm working on this detective piece, and he's like, oh my god, they're perfect for each other because they're both like shifted to this thing, and like the problem is Takagi can't be honest about his feelings. He's like, he's too worried about what Mashiro would say about him abandoning a battle format when they went
1: exactly the same direction. Well, and Mashiro was also being dishonest about his feelings because when he initially broke up, it wasn't just that he couldn't meet the deadline. It was because he thought, not Maiho, uh, who's the other girl? Miyoshi. Yeah, is that she was the reason that Takagi couldn't make the deadlines. He was like, you're spending too much time being lovey-dovey with your girlfriend. That's why you can't make the deadlines. That's why we have to break up. But he didn't say that either.
0: Well, he does kind of say it. And Takagi is like, hey, I just want you to know. Like, it's not because of her that I couldn't meet the deadline. But even then... And, like, Mashiro seems to
1: kind of take him at his word. He does, but later on when they are talking about it, he's like, I mean, I did kind of, you know, get pissed that you were the, like... I thought you were spending more time with her and didn't want to be manga or a manga team with me.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess I can definitely, you're right, but I feel like he, what kind of was upfront about that. Yeah. At least like put it out there. Yes. But anyway, their editor comes up with this scheme to get Takagi to come up with plots for two years. Cause he's like, look, I keep telling you guys, you shouldn't do this while you're in high school. Yep. But I think you're going to be incredible. So, like, you just come up with plots and plots and plots, and, like, I'm going to get, in two years, him to do a chapter for and, like, win an award for his detective story, and then I'm going to, like, have submit your storyboards to him.
1: Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to work it so that Mashro doesn't work with anybody else. Yeah. In the meantime, but, kind of thing.
0: Yes. But they're still friends, and, like, they have, like, this kind of joking arrangement where they're going to look at each other's work to critique it for a hundred yen a page. Yep. So they end up seeing each other's work one month later and are like, and Takagi's like, yeah, he had this like whole plan, but like, I can't do that to you. So let's like, turn it around on him and spend like six months and get some chapters ready for this. So we can show him how serious we are. Yep. And then they get back together and it's, you know, it's pretty brief breakup, but it's still pretty good.
1: Yeah, it's almost the full chapter of them not working together. It's a little more than that, I think. Actually, yeah, I, th- um, I think you are right. I think it's because they break up in the first chapter and don't get back. So like, it's a, it's brief in the sense in the sense that it was only a month, but it was like an entire chapter of them not working together. It's a small portion of the volume though, and that yes. the
0: volume starts with that makes it I think feel like it's over pretty yes. quickly because then they're moving on to trying to get their new series, and their editors like, okay, well if you can get first in this gold cup where we put new manga series in Shonen Jump and have people vote on them. And while you're doing that, you can bring me a new chapter every two weeks that are as good as these ones you did. I will submit you for serialization. Yep. So that becomes the, you know, main thing. There's also a subplot with Miho that's going on in here where her agent wants her to do a uh, swimsuit collection. Photo book, basically. Because the roles she has are ending, and they're like, look, you're popular because of your looks. You can't sing, and you're just a bit part actress. Like, you need to do this for your career. But she's really torn up about it, and she starts, like, not replying to him about stuff. And, like, whenever he's in Jump, she sends a a congratulation mail where she's like, hey, I really liked it. But when their
1: serialization starts, she misses it. Yeah, well, I think a lot of that, some of that was... Because the serialization starts, she misses it because she was in that meeting with her agent. Yeah, but then she doesn't go after it either. Until he's like, hey, what's up? Yeah, but that was because she was in the meeting. Like, even she was like, oh no, he's probably asleep. Like, she has that moment. But the big thing that she's struggling is her father does not want her to do the photo book. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the big end plot at the end. Is that she's like, Well, maybe if we could just be about my voice acting, and the guy's like, No, like, this is how this is how the actresses do it. And she kind of understands it, but she gives the hint that it's like, my dad saw me in that ending singing reel and didn't like it because the skirts were super short, and so he's clearly going to say you know, he's gonna say no to this photo book thing, and then her her mom comes up and is like you know, if you ask me and in her head is thinking like, if you ask me, I will talk to your father about it.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. We get more of Miho's mom, which is a character I super love, but and she yep. like kind of teasing us about her relationship. He's like, Hey, I don't want to talk about that. And she's like, Hey, okay. If you decide this book is what you want to do, I'll talk to your dad about it. Like yep. you have to be you. Also a uh, thing about this volume. There are two splash pages in here that are like art that if you've seen anything about Bakuman, I feel like you've seen. Like, one of them is the cover to the box set. Yep. And then there's another one that I have the characters page for Wikipedia for Bakubon up right now, so I can reference names quickly, and it's the header for that.
1: Yeah, it's very good splash art. So some super, super
0: good splash pages in here. Also, we get some more stuff with the two assistants that... A G Mashiro was working with. Uh, AG and or G's assistants, yeah. Shinta and Takuro, I believe, is the other one. Yeah, it is. They are also both in the Gold Future Cup with their series. Uh, Takuro is doing the art for this woman who was in shoujo manga, but like was told, hey, you would do better
1: if you're writing for boys. It's because she's writing like this fantasy manga, and they're like, well, that will go much better for boys, but she clearly doesn't have the boys aesthetic in mind she's like she has a bit of it where she's like yeah the manga needs to be about like believing in yourself and following your dreams well and like they have like a story meeting
0: where they're like okay like let's try to work up because the other person in it is a famous musician who like announces to the world hey i'm this famous musician and i'm working in manga now so please vote for mine yep and so they're all like hey that that's not fair we need to kick this guy's ass yeah So they have a meeting and she's like, hey, you know, boys manga should be about dreams. All your stuff is so violent. And particularly Nakai is like doing this super violent kind of gang manga that's like super 80s focused. And even his editor is like, Hey, this is too violent for jump right now. Like, stop bringing up past stories. That was then. Yep. And she's like, this needs to be about dreams and stuff. And she doesn't want to put any battle scenes in it.
1: I do like that they all read each other's things. And she's the first one that's like, well, I think mine's the best. So I'm not going to tell you how to fix yours. And then everyone adopts that stance. And they're yeah. like, oh, okay then. Well, I guess we'll go make our manga again.
0: They're doing it at AG's place though. And it's like, so edgy, you can be an impartial judge. He's like, well, two of them are tied for how good they are. And I don't want to make the person
1: who made third place feel bad. So, Well, and it, he, he leads off with, I actually like them. He's like, I really like them all. And yeah that comes out in the voting. But I do really like that the, the one, the older assistant guy is like, oh no, it's going to turn out that, uh, prediction is going to be spot on, isn't it? And then of course it does.
0: Yeah. The main character's manga wins, but it wins by
1: nine votes when there are thousands of entries counted. Yep. Well, it wins by nine votes, but the other guy's manga has like a 3% higher support rating. Because yeah. for the Gold Future Cup, there's the votes, and then they have would you support this manga? And that's also super important, because that's very good for those lower-ranked ones. You know, hey, it got like, there's got third place in the issue of Shona Jump, which is super impressive. Yeah.
0: But then I'll the, so, so talk about how that depends on how the chapters are that week. Like, if One Piece is on an yes. off
1: week that week, that's a huge boost to your ratings. Yeah, so that's why that Hey, would you support it is extremely important because even if they end up being like fifth or sixth voted ones, they're still getting tossed around like, hey, almost eighty percent of the people said that they would continue supporting this manga. We should look into it, even if, you know, hey, it wasn't my favorite chapter, but I still really liked it. Like, it just could be the role of the dice of like, hey, One Piece, Bleach and Naruto all had really good chapters, so sorry it got fourth, even yeah. though I really liked it. Yeah.
0: And the other pair, like, still do well. They're not a distant third. They are a little bit no. below the other two. But then the musician is, like, in dead last because we see him and he's, like, not taking it seriously. And he gets super pissed off at the results and he's like,
1: oh, this isn't over. Yeah, because he's essentially, well, like, we see clips of him with his editor being like, hey, you need to get the final storyboards done. And him being like, ah, don't worry about it. My fans will all vote for me. And that's that's all that I need. Yeah. And I love the at one point they're like he's just too full of himself like this is so weird like it's not good yeah and that that comes out in the votes that he
0: yep. does very poorly so in the end they get their series and so does gosh why well, I, I wish I had these names in an easier way to
1: oh do we not find that out yet no I don't think we know yeah we don't know who the because it's okay of the three that were at that meeting. Mashiro and Takagi are the only ones to get their series. And then they say two rookies made it in, but they didn't say who the other rookie was. Yeah, yet.
0: you're you're right. You're right. I was thinking of something else. I did read a little bit ahead.
1: That's why I wanted to stop you before you yeah. spoiled it.
0: Yeah. yeah. They, there's like a super long meeting between all the editorial staff where they're trying to figure out, like, what are we going to let in? And there are like seven things that they're considering.
1: Yeah. Out are of they... the like 13 chapters. Yeah. So they have like 13 submissions and they're like, I do like the explanation of, so there's basically, there's four results that you can get out of the serialization meeting. You yeah. get a series, your chapter gets told you should revise it and submit it for the next serialization meeting. It gets put in as a one shot to see how it does, or it gets told to basically be completely scrapped. And they mentioned that the, the, they give a yay or nay, so, like, if it's a nay, it's the scrapped or maybe submitted as a one-shot to see how it does. If it's a yay, that's where it gets the, all right, maybe you just need to tweak it a little bit, and we'll submit it for the next serialization meeting, or you get the serialization.
0: Yeah, so they get their series, but it's after a super long meeting, like I said, and I love that, like, they're playing cards and trying to distract themselves, and then uh, Miyoshi comes over, and she's like, I brought cards and board games to distract, and she sees all the cards on the... Thing. And
1: they're like, oh. She's like, uh maybe we can go out. And Takagi's like, no, I definitely don't want to look like this in public. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be. And if we get a serialization, I'm going to go insane. So I don't want to be insane or super depressed in front of other people, too.
0: And she's like, yeah, that so, makes sense. So, uh, like,
1: they're having that. But then their editor is also
0: having that because they're not in the meeting, it's their bosses. And I love that the two, like, uh, Edgy's editor and their editor, like, are like, hey, do we. Should we go drink, like, together? Like, we've never done it before. It's like, yeah, but, like, what else are we going to do? And I like that they start to have a bonding moment. It almost feels like a period on uh, their editor, to a degree. Like, this sort of development. I'm not saying it is, but I got that kind of
1: feeling when reading it. Yeah, well, they also have talk of the fact that when you get serialization, your editor might change. Yeah. Because it's up to the higher-ups to determine who's editing what series. So. He's like, clearly you'll get credit if they do get serialization, but you might not be their editor after a while. And he's like, listen, I don't care if I get the credit. I just want to help these kids with their dream. That's what really has me interested. And Edgy's editor is also the same thing of like, that's how almost everyone is. But unfortunately, we're still corporate. So it's up to the higher ups. And he's like, I have two people up for serialization and I have Edgy. So there's no way they'll let me edit.
0: 3.
1: Yep. So it's like, if they both get in, I'm like, I'm gonna get shifted around somehow. Yeah. I do like that. I do like the editor at one point. They're going through all the stuff and somebody's like, man, that's like 4, you've said yay to 4 out of the 7 series. And he's like, if it's good, it gets a yay. I don't care. Yeah. Like, I don't care if we're here for 8 hours. You know, if the series is good, it's getting a yay. And that was the exact same stance he had with then when they first met him where he was like, no, if your manga is good, it's going and jump. There's yeah. no, there's no politics about it. If it's good, it's going and jump. Mm-hmm. So the, the volume basically ends on the Miho plot we were
0: talking about, which is yep. like a super contrast. Like they found out they get a series. They're crazy excited and she's just in her room depressed. And I guess the very yep. last
1: panel is their editor showing up with some guy they've never met before. Yep. Showing up to the studio. Yeah. It's probably a good point in their favor of like, yeah, we're probably going to have to, you know, get you guys a studio and maybe start looking at assistance and I'm just being like, yeah, we already got a studio. What? well, they're like, well, there's like, they want to meet us. Like, where should we tell them to go? It's like here,
0: like here. It'll be weird that we have a studio, but we can explain it. And it's probably a, a point for us. Yep. So, yeah, super, super good. Like I said, I couldn't help myself from looking at the next volume a bit. I really am loving the development of the Age character because he starts off as such an asshole rival, seemingly, but then he just more and more becomes just this, uh, like, almost friendly force. Like he's definitely still a rival, but he doesn't have that rival energy. Yeah,
1: but he's that—he's that friendly rival.
0: Like he's their well, biggest fan. In addition to being like, it, it, but it yes. starts off with him being like, "I should have the right to cancel any series and Jump," and the conflict it seems to be setting up is like he can end them at any time. When, like he he wants the
1: opposite. Yes.
0: <laughs> he's like, why aren't you in jump yet?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, that's what I really like about the turn of him as a rival character is he's that friendly rival that is like, Hey, you know, I told you guys I'm going to stay serialized until you get serialized. Yeah. Now we're competing for real. And I really like that where it's like, we're just having a fun competition. I'm not, I'm still the rival. I'm going to be better than you guys, but that doesn't mean I can't like you guys. One thing I really like about Pokemon is kind
0: of, like no one is evil in it because it's like real world story. So of course everybody's the hero of their own story, but it's very good at that and making you root for people. Like the the writer of the fantasy manga, yes. she's like a bit standoffish and seems like she thinks she's above them, but doesn't come off as evil in any way. Similarly, the uh, the other assistants like kind of violent and like too mouthy, but is still a good person on the bottom of that. I feel like they felt they had to introduce the musician character, Kuji to have like a evil looking antagonist to a degree. Not that he seems evil, but he's at a position of power
1: over them. He's in a position of power and he's very selfish and he's kind of taking advantage of the system, which ends up backfiring. But yeah, I do. I do really like that, that there are conflicts and there are antagonists but they're like nobody's Mm -hmm. outright evil. You can be like, I don't like this aspect of him. Like the, the girl in the, their duo pair is like, yeah, like you said, kind of standoffish. It's, she's not necessarily evil, but she's definitely a character that's like, I don't really like her, but it's not like, oh, she's the bad guy. It's just, I don't like her personality, but I really like the artist guy. And I like how they go. Like when they're going through her chapter, they're like, Oh my God, he has detail in each and every leaf. Like how much effort did he put into doing this? This is insanity. Like this is probably going to get a ton of votes Mm -hmm. just on the artwork.
0: So yeah, really, really good. Can't wait for next month when
1: I get to finish volume five, since I already started. Yep. One more thing I did want to mention is when they barge into the office to complain about this, kugi musician character i really like is after they all decide like mashiro and takagi kind of go in and are like hey we need to go just kind of to make sure that this guy doesn't get super violent like yes i'm still like we're going to be like
0: peacekeepers
1: yeah because it's like even though kugi like it's kind of a dick move but it's like well he didn't do anything wrong and it's not like the jump guys can do anything they're like we have no say in this We can't tell him, no, you're a famous musician. You can't Mm -hmm. submit anything to jump. Like he did everything according to the rules. But I like, after they all leave the editor and one of the, I think the vice, the editor in chief and like the vice president or somebody are like, ah, that reminds me of that one guy that used to come in and say, are you editors blind every time he didn't make it into serialization and him kind of remarking that's when manga artists are great is when they like, they come in and fight. I like that a lot too. We are getting to a point in the series
0: where it has to take like a fictionalization turn. Like the more fictional series that get in, like the less room there is for stuff like one piece and Naruto. I mean, one piece is such a juggernaut that I feel like that will be in the manga at the end too. Cause you know, one piece had been around for a while before Bakuman and it's been around for a while since. Um, Yeah. Like it does get to a point where eventually I think it'll be almost all fictional manga in there just
1: because of the way the cast has been expanding. Well, really they have like one of the things that I like is that they have not besides them mentioning that One Piece and Naruto are like there. They he might he maybe mentions Bleach, but that's it. They're not men- I mean they're mention like they mention yeah. Hunter Hunter, they mention a couple other things, but like they they're very good at not saying these are the stuff that's yeah. coming out in No, I right I agree now. with you.
0: You yeah. know, it's just being dramatized more, which I think is good for
1: the series. Yes. Very, very good. Anything else you wanted to say on it, Kevin? No. I, I'm i looking forward to Volume 5. I'm really enjoying reading Bakuman. Yeah, so. I
0: think it's like my... I'm super happy that we chose it. I mean, you and I both wanted to do Bakuman when we were talking about doing something regularly. So, I mean, it makes super sense for the podcast, but also yep. it's just super good. That just leaves us with personality power level.
1: Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level?
0: Personality Power Level is the segment where we rank manga characters from the best to the worst. The very best is Uzumaki Naruto. Speaking of that guy, at the very bottom we got that guy who's not Yamcha from that time I got reincarnated as Yamcha, and the sitter, we have uh, Akira Hitori, the editor from Bakumon. Poignant. Yes. Uh, do we want to move him? Based on this volume, I feel like we had quite a bit of him. Right above him is Red from Pokémon Adventures.
1: I think I do like him a bit more than Red. I really like how. He's got the, you know, hey, I need to trick these guys into working together. Like, they're so on point. And the point where he's like, listen, I don't care about getting a credit for getting these guys serialization. I just want to be with them as they continue along their journey. And even Mashiro and Takagi at one point are like, man, I'm so glad we have him as our editor. And even when they get their serialization and the other guys are like, wait. Hattori had them submitting works every two weeks because one of the points against them was, Hey, they're still in high school. And he was like, Hey, make sure, tell the editor. And he slams the, you know, look at all of this stuff they did while they were working on the golden cup. They can handle being in high school and writing a series at the same time. And so I really like that. He pushed them really hard. And that was, they even mentioned that's one of the things that kind of put them over the edge into getting their serialization is, Look at how much work they put into getting this serialization. Like, yes, everybody is very talented, but these kids actually put in the work so that we know they will put in the work for their series.
0: Right above red, we have Buggy the Clown and Tomura Shigaraki from My Hero Academia. I think I like him more than either of them as well, to be honest with you. Yeah. And right above him, we have Ida from My Hero, which I also think I would put him above, but... No, that's fair. Uh, right above him is Asta from Black Clover, and that's kind of where the line is for me. I might put him above Asta, but I know you're more of a Black Clover guy, and I definitely think that's where it gets fuzzier for me.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd put him below Asta, because he's still, like, I really like Asta, and being the protagonist has some definite benefits. So I like putting him below Asta.
0: Okay. So that moves him to number 33, above Tanya Ida and below Asta. Uh, I don't think we need to move Either of the other characters. Uh, Mashiro is up at number eight above All Might and below Emma from The Promised Neverland. Mm-hmm. Might put him above Emma, but I think you'll fight me on that. And it's a real, real soft might. Yeah, I I probably would. Akito Takagi is at number 20, right below Fuko Kirasaka from Flame of Rekka, who we just put there. So I don't think he's going any higher either. Yep. So who do we want to add this week?
1: Do we want to put Edgy on there? I feel like Eji or uh, Miyoshi are the ones that make the most sense. Let's do Miyoshi. We we don't have enough girls on the list. Fair.
0: I like Miyoshi a lot. She's like a super good driver of the plot. We didn't talk about it, but I love all the scenes where like they're ditching school and she's like just goes by them. It's like school's the other way, you know, right? Yeah. But she never tries to stop them. And I love the bit where they're like, hey, we're getting back together," the other. And she's like, oh, my God, I was so worried about you guys.
1: Yeah. I really like that. I really like that. She's like, I've changed my dream. And, you know, jokingly, what, you've given up already? And she's like, I get C's in English or in literature, man. There's no way I can be a novelist. She's like, you know what my dream is? My dream is that you two, I'm going to help you two become successful. I, I like that. And I don't like that. I definitely
0: agree that she needs to give up the cell phone dream. I think that's a little bit lame. Isn't the right word. Like, I do love how supportive she is and that like, she's serious about it. And she was already kind of doing that. I just wish she had something for herself, I guess. Like that's a, well, that's the one like negative point to me in her character.
1: I think she honestly does. So she says my dream is to support you too. But then she's like, and then when you guys make it as manga artists, you'll marry me. Right. Takagi. (laughs) And I think that's like her selfish in of, she's kind of like, I kind of want a romance like Miho and Mashro have. Yeah. Where, you know, when you guys make it big, we'll get married. So she's like, I want to marry you, but she says it in sort of a roundabout way. Yeah, and he like responds also in like a roundabout way. Yeah, so I I really like that, where she, you know, like, she's like, my dream is to help support you guys, but secretly, my dream is also to marry you. Yeah. That's fair. I I thought that was really neat.
0: So we have Ochiko and Bulma at 15 and 16. I don't think she's quite as good as either of them.
1: No, maybe as the series progresses, like I do really like her, but I love how active she is a little below that. We
0: have Fuko from Flame of Reckon. I don't know if I like they're in a similar position, right? Yes, I was going to say, I don't know if I like her more, but right below Fuko is Takagi. Do we like her more than Takagi? Because I actually think I do. Yes. So do we like her more than Fuko then? Because I might. I feel like she's more active in the story in a lot of ways.
1: I will agree with you there. Maybe fuko will get more screen time, and that this could be kind of a contentious shifting, but I will agree with you at this point
0: Fuca's uh, right above Fuca is Reka, and I might like her more than Reka as well if i'm going to be hundred percent honest with you
1: that's also totally fair i I do really like how she is involved in the story more, even though she's like not from a story standpoint point if that makes any sense like no, it's supposed to be about these two but she's she, there i mean i feel like she's
0: the third most important character yeah like even above miho yes right above reka is chihaya uh i say from chia Furu, which i cannot say mm-hmm. i might like her more than her as well honestly
1: this is where it gets trickier yeah i do too and unfortunately for chio or chia probably not going to revisit that in a while you don't think so well not, I, not in soon. a while yeah that's that, true. i i did mean in a while like i don't think you know maybe i'm not saying we're never going to go back to Furu, i did like it but it will definitely be a while before we go back to it as opposed to we will constantly be coming back to bakuman so i'm it's that's true. part of the reason why i'm really connecting with this character yeah that's fair
0: i mean the series we're doing every month get unprivileged because we're revisiting every month. We like, we can adjust people more. I'll agree with you there.
1: Yeah. Well, most of our top ranking ones are series that we have read previously. Like yeah, I've read all true. of Naruto. Naruto. I'm still yep, reading my, my hero. My hero. We're, you know, we're I've still read all reading nice
0: Sailor Moon. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball Z. It's like we, you know, so they kind of have that preferential treatment of, well, like I've seen their character arc, so I like them more because I've seen the whole thing rather than just the start. Yeah, the
0: exception, the one character in the top 10 that I think that one of us has not seen all of is um, Shira from Bakuman. Yes. And the only ones yeah. we haven't both seen um, all of, Minako and Usagi from Sailor Moon and Sailor V. Yeah. So Kaeyo goes at number 17 above Chihaya, but below Uchiko. And that does it for this week. We will not be having an episode next week because, unfortunately, due to coronavirus, there is no issue of Shonen Jump next week. We haven't decided what we're going to do the week after because they've been kind of vague on what they're going to do. It sounds like it's going to be a double sized issue. So we might not read anything. Mm-hmm. We might just read all the chapters there and talk about everything. I assume if that's the case, we're going to have two new series to talk about. Yeah. So, in the meantime, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fistfight by Tom W. Emerit. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt. www.lastpodcast.com is our website if you want to check out our previous Pokemon episodes or anything else we've talked about before. www.patreon.com slash is our Patreon page if you want to help keep the show running
1: by giving us a few bucks. Anything you want to plug this week, Kevin? Yeah, so since pretty much everyone is stuck inside, now's a great time to be catching up on the new season of anime has just started and there's been some really cool stuff in here. So not everything has... Uh, I feel like we're both watching a lot and we're not watching any of the same stuff. To a certain point, yeah. Like, I'm really enjoying Tower of God and I know you're not watching that. And then a bunch of the stuff that I'm watching right now has been older shows but that's because the the new season hasn't totally started yet like not everything has had their first episode like yeah we're both catching up on jojo's yeah i'm i'm on and off on that
0: (laughs) fair i would say jojo's is an on and off quality series
1: yeah sometimes it's great and sometimes it's not but like the first episode of the second season of fruits basket came out yep saw that i guess we are both watching that yeah we're both watching that I'm, I have a couple of, like, I have a couple of shows that, like, sort out Online that I'm waiting for to actually start airing. I'm watching a surprising amount of Isekai. Yeah, that that me. is surprising for you. So,
0: I mean, it's because Gundam Isekai is out and I hate myself, but I am watching it. The reboot of Digimon, which is less an Isekai than old Digimon was. In yes. fact, I would say at I, this point, it's not an Isekai at all, but it seems like it's going
1: back that direction. Yeah, I I am actually watching that. Oh, so. okay. Because you mentioned you were, I was like, oh, I didn't realize Digimon Adventure was a reboot. Like, I yeah. I didn't realize that's what it was. So I started watching it again, and have been enjoying that. So, hey, we could. Have you seen episode two yet? We can have a quick bonus yeah. time. Yeah, I've seen episode two. You've seen uh the Digimon movie, right? I know you've seen some. Yes. Yes, I've seen both the Digimon movie and Summer Wars. Super interesting choice to go for in episode two. Yeah. Well, part of me is like one of the things that it it was a super interesting choice. And there was one aspect of it that really kind of bothered me. And it's when Matt's like, all right, I've got a plan. And, and Ty's like, like, okay, what is it? And then they don't say it's, anything and just execute yes. the plan. I'm like, what I had exactly the same problem, especially because like the whole
0: like development and theme is that like before Matt didn't tell him his plan and Ty's like we got to communicate, but like, yeah. then they have to do the, un- the unspoken plan. So it'll work thing. Like if you tell the audience, the plan, it has to not work. So yeah. like, they just, I agree with you.
1: I was also very bothered by that moment. Like if they just, if they had literally just hidden the fact that like, I've got a plan cut to izzy you do the yeah you do the scooby-doo thing but here's what we're gonna do gang cut away yeah yeah like that would have been fine but it was literally like i've got a plan okay and then they execute it and like there's no cutaway i was like so because my first thought was is your plan gonna be form omnimon because that <laughs> makes absolutely no sense how do you know to form omnimon like I
0: almo I don't actually think this, but there's part of me that wonders if Matt is like actually like our Matt who has somehow tripped, like slipped into this time. I don't think that's
1: true. That doesn't there's like no hints at that. It would just explain a lot. It would explain a lot. Like maybe they're gonna go with he's got some prior knowledge somehow, but I was like Almost certainly. The like explaining away the Digimon movie makes a lot more sense when it's like Matt and working to get like learning to work together versus in Mm -hmm. this they really haven't so they're like we formed omnimon that's really odd of you to do with a dude you just met six minutes ago
0: and a choice for episode two to have omnimon show up before metal graymon on the other hand though omnimon's 20 years old like like i said uh went off the mics to Zach, and I think you were on the call too. I don't really know if they're trying to go for a new audience or to recapture the old audience. I do think yeah. they're doing a pretty good job of catering to both. Although I did not think episode two was quite as good as episode one for a lot of the stuff we're talking about.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so a couple of interesting aspects. I'm I am interested to see where it goes. I'm like, part of me hopes that they actually do go to the island, essentially, again. It looks like they're going to the digital world
0: in some form next week, Uh, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. So that was Digimon bonus times. Like I said, join us in two weeks when we will be reading something. Maybe just Shannon Jump, but we'll see how long it takes. Until then, thank you very much for listening and stay safe.